Episode 27. This is the Danden and RJ Machismo podcast. This is Danden. This is RJ Machismo. What's going on, everybody? All right. So tonight we got a special guest. We got an OG from the DMV. He is uh, one. He's considered a true homie from way back, way back. We got the OG sneaker man, Dan. Sneaker man, Dan. How you doing tonight, man? What's the good word, Dan and Big RJ? How y'all feeling? It's pretty good, hey, man. Thank you for being here, bro. First and foremost, bro, it's a it's a privilege Thank you for having me. On, man. Big honor. Yes, sir. I know you. I know you're doing big things right now over there in the in Hollywood, helping out Wale with you know album number seven. So more blessings to you guys, man. You know we, we're big fans of of y'all work. So you know nothing but love, man. Appreciate that, bro. Big respect. Yes, sir. Hey, first and foremost, like, you know just a little background. Like sneaker means me and sneaker man Dan go way back. Early was it early two thousand when uh, the Nike talk days. He was yeah. Mr. Yeah. You remember? We're almost to 20 years now. Oh, God. It's like a high school. Like, straight up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you know, when he was he was known as uh, Alan Houston H2O on, on Nike Talk. Yes, sir. Nike Talk. Yeah, with, with, yep. With the, with the wet jumper and the, you know, the, wall, <laughs> the wallet breakers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he had wallet breakers. That's what those were called, like the dead sock shoes that nobody would see. <laughs> Yeah, man. So you know, it's a it's it's an honor to have you on, uh, Sneaker Man. And you appreciate it. So we didn't start it off for you. Um, so tell us more about yourself. You know, um, it's a pretty crazy question. <laughs> you know, I'm just a father at this point. You know, a father and a businessman and a creative, just trying to provide for the little. Uh, yes, sir. So, um, how how how's your daughter doing? She's doing awesome. She's finishing up eighth grade. She's proud of herself. I'm proud of her. She's headed to high school. Biggest blessing of my life. So, you know, yes, thank God for, you know, make, for me to be able to provide doing, you know, what I love. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. Yeah, you know, it was just yesterday. I, I just saw your daughter just barely walking. Oh, you, I'm hearing nothing but good, good things about your daughter going to high school, being a you know, responsible, you know, young woman and, you know, much props to you, you know, as, as a father to, to her. So. Thank you, boss. Yeah. She's in national junior honor society, smarter than I was at that age. And she's definitely involving. It's a young, beautiful young lady. And how's your son doing? Salute to you too. I know you got little. Man, man. We were just talking about it, man. You know, right now (laughs) he just turned six on uh, Tuesday. Now he's all into the the Roblox and Mm -hmm. Fortnite and video games. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I you know I had to pull him out of like basketball, which is what he loved to do. But you know, world is crazy right now. But hopefully, when the world is okay again, you know, trying to shoot hoops with him. So definitely, I'd love to see him pursue that. Hell yeah, I seen him in the Gilbert Arena camp and all that. Like he's doing oh, big things early. He's bro. ready for the big league. Yeah, man. When 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 I when Gil saw him, man, you know, I had to lace him up, and then you know, we, we he got caught on the local news and everything. So it's a blessing. Like he was able to. Do do all that kind of stuff, right? Straight up, sir. It's all for the so, kid. Yeah, yes. sir, man. I'm, I'm I'm a new father myself too, man. So you know, I just got a one year old. So congratulations! <laughs> I, got, I got a long way. Boy, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> yeah, you got a baby girl, man. Baby girl, on my side of the on my side of the girl. Girl dad, man. Girl, girl dad. dad. <laughs> <You're> already <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So. 
we're going into this question right now, man. So, you know, the good stuff. What got you into sneakers and which ones are your favorite pairs? What got me into sneakers? To be honest, I'd have to start and salute my pops because there's a story that when I first started walking, I started walking really late. He got me some like expensive orthopedic walking shoes, you know what I mean? So like I grew up hearing that, but I just, I didn't care if they were expensive or whatever the fuck, like it just put that bug in my ear. But growing up watching sports obviously did it for me, you know what I mean? Like seeing athletes from the football field to basketball, that started it. And then obviously growing up in Harlem and DC and the DMV area, PG County sneakers are big in both parts. So, you know, from the street to the malls to the sports, that was a good combination for show. Artists also that I looked up to back in the day. Definitely got the bug growing. As far as my favorite pairs, that's tough. You know, that always changes for, for us guys. I <laughs> yeah. love them, you know, like it's about the season, the time of the month. Right. So that'd be a hard one to answer just off top, like what my favorite <laughs> pairs are. But some classic ones that... Black Supreme Lows, Orange Supas, on some Dunk SV tips, since those are coming back crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Frag Jordan 1s are crazy. I love the Griffies they just brought back. I had, you yeah. know, back in the day before they retro, those were a shoe I had to hunt down because when yeah. they dropped, you know, I had a, a small size. Um, the Dion's Diamond Turfs were classic back in the day. Yes, sir. Threes. Yeah are heavy on my list yeah air max 95s air max ones air max 90s most of the classics you know infrared 90s white and red ones how about y'all what are y'all favorites if somebody had to ask y'all since we love this so much what comes Jeez. to mind <laughs> freestyle quite a good rj you go you go first well for me is you know the playoff 13s obviously um the Jordan 14s, the black toe joints, uh, the phone posits, the penny joints, you know what I'm saying? Like the blue ones. That's the only one I like pretty much. Um, Same. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it does change. And, you know, the seasons change, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. But those are like my top pretty much and, and that I can think of. So, um, like the right play now. Yeah. yeah. Those are special. The yellow yeah. circle on the tongue, legendary. Yeah. yeah. They need to bring those back. Yes, sir. White anything with an all black upper and white midsole, it's a hard miss. Mm. Like the ray guns, black. Yeah. Tough. The uncle. Tough. When they give it give you that white offset indigo 14s. Yes, sir. There you go. That's <laughs> preaching to the choir, bro. Yeah. How about you, OG? You the OG of this Man. shit. Talk to so like my favorite pairs, like I like I said, I, I agree it's all seasonal. So like the the white and fit 13s that just came out, you know, those are classics that I'm wearing right now. Um, I'm also wearing like, like I'm actually wearing some, um, uh, some up tempo, like the Pippins, the more up yeah, the Pippins, yeah. So, them joints, man, oh, like Spain? black, the black, yeah, joint. black, black yeah, man, the 96 yeah. joints, man, you know, classic. even though like people say, oh, those are uncomfortable, like I think it's just for me and RJ and you. We're more on the nostalgic tip. No matter how how uncomfortable that shoe is, right? We always just have those, you know, memories seeing Pip like wearing them or Jordan wearing them. You know, we always want to envision ourselves because you know there was a time where we're like we couldn't afford those shoes, right? 
we can just like all we did was just see him at the mall or like begged our like parents to get him posters and shit posters you know what i'm saying watch magazines yeah watch it on the internet watching on tv you know, east like, bay catalog and shit east bay yeah <laughs> nike talk you know what i'm saying nike talk nice. yeah, yeah so you know and we'll get back you know we're definitely gonna touch into it you know um I remember, like, you know, Sneaker Man and Wale, you, you guys were the first ones that, that brought SBs on the map, man. Back in the, old, like, 03, 04. You know what I'm saying? With the with the, with the baggy denim, you know? And then the pinwheels <laughs> and the jerseys. It's just crazy. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to touch into that. Um, so next question to you, um, Sneaker Man. So you are well known on Nike Talk as Alan Houston H2O <laughs> with the wet jumper. Oh, <laughs> that okay. was class. Yes, sir. So um, how much of an impact has Nike Talk done for the sneaker community? To me, I think Nike Talk was extremely pivotal in the sneaker community, the upsurge of the sneaker culture, not even not just internet culture in general, if you remember the hood talk days, I think that opened the troll era and making social media like as big and addictive as it is, you know? So I give big respect to NT, the whole NT gang, and even the guys that grandfathered in from Nike Park, like myself, and salute Method Man, UMD Terp Gang, and everybody from the DMV too. Like, I think, I mean, Nike Talk was special and it was also founded in the DMV. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we forget DMV's impact in the culture, but Nike Talk alone should just give you a small idea. Our regional section might not have been as popping as California. We don't have as many mm -hmm. people, but the fact that it was founded in the DMV should let you know, like, how much our passion does. Yeah, especially when we had those, um, those sneakers, you know, those DMV, like, b-ball summits, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I I remember seeing you know a couple of times over there, the sneaker man. And during that time, you know, what I'm saying like you know we'd chop it up, you know, competitive sports. And you know, you were also helping out, you know, like Wale, like distributing his mixtapes before like he started being a known commodity in you know the hip hop scene. So you know, props to you because you know you were first and foremost like a an OG from day one as far as like being a, a good friend to him. So. And also, like, you know, just keeping it real for all of us. No, even if we're not well-known or known, you just always show love to, like, everybody. So that was, I you know, I think that's very important for, like, Nike Talk is that during that time, it was very tight-knit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, everybody knew each other by name, and you put a name with a face. And, you know, you just kick it, man, you know. But, you know, times go by, and then, you know, people change. But, you know, it, we're just privileged to just still have those, like, those friendships and relationships, you know? It showed real family ties and it was very community-like and that's why it was important for us to, for him to actually join the community and the family and, you know, make sure we tapped in with that. Like, I feel like Nike Talk was like the home of the tastemakers, like the tastemakers, tastemakers, you know what I mean? Like, the, and there's a lot of people that came from Nike Talk, like moving in the industry, various industries from touring to music. Like there's a lot of Nike talkers hidden in media, like doing their thing, sports, this whole upsurge in the sneaker scene, like some of the biggest stores or brands are, you know, got a Nike talker behind them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know, they forget like Nick DePaula, 
you know, he's doing like ESPN. Like he was, he was heavy on that. Wale was heavy on it. Ben Baller was heavy on it. You know, um, when DJ Ballard. was still alive, he was heavy on it too. You know, uh, Nikki Diamonds. So yeah. there were still a lot of, you know, there were like lurkers, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> it was, it was well known at that time. Like those were like the good heydays when you're, when you saw your post count, like, oh damn, like he's been a long, he's been the while there for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So those are good times. Always had a small time. post count, but definitely my OG start date was popping for sure. Oh yeah, they they known you, man. Like just I think just it was like October '01 to be honest, and <laughs> I was right. like my second one. No, nah, I mean you don't you don't post heavy. It's just like you know, it just chop it up here and there. So you know. Talk about like sneakers and like what's your opinion on this and that. So it's all love, man. Yeah. So, so I was I was a new guy, man. I was like an old five dude, right? So Dan would take me to a Nike summit. Um, it was cool, man. So you know, you took part in a lot of those, obviously. Um, can you tell us like what was those times like for you, like attending those summits? Mm, those summits were a special golden time, you know, like everybody coming together from different backgrounds to like for the common love and goal of you know finding the hottest shit and talking about the hottest shit and and footwear and fashion and trying to help each other out but with those brotherhoods came discussions about music and life and all types of stuff like there's brothers I got from Nike talk that I still communicate with every day on some like not every day but on some weak shit or we keep in touch and it's on some like real humanity shit sneakers are rarely even brought up but the summits were lit man they used to be fun the ESPN zones the Arundel Mills they used to just be so lit to me like I used to always make go with my good man Jason Yason who's also a Filipino brother who introduced me to Danden to begin with and I believe they're actually family through marriage which is big love I love my Filipino family from PG County like you know what I mean? Like big Kuya status. Yes, sir. <laughs> you always Shout go out the bad crew. Shout out the bad crew. Love, love you. Yeah. Salute to the whole, you know, crew, bad crew. Y'all know. It was just love, man, going there, meeting people, Dan didn't come up, pull up with us. Then Marcos would pull up from Columbia. We'd go as a unit, like real special times. For Lawrence pulled up to a couple. It's real legendary times, man. Yeah, man. Even though I remember there was a big meetup at the the CVS, the, I I think you still remember that picture. I was supposed to go to that that little meetup, man. I, I think you still you remember that uh, sneaker, man. Like we, we all everybody posted up like maybe like thirty deep in front of CVS. I'm sure you remember that. And you know, Wale was just in the, you know, Wale was all love, man. Like you know, he was just like showing love to everybody. You know, from what I saw, like the like the small videos and you know, pictures, like, it was all love, like, 30 deep, imagine, like, it, it was just everybody in front of CVS, of all places, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, CVS. Yeah. That's love, though. That's what, it was very real. The love and connection was real, and there's no question that NT and that community definitely helped propel, like, our careers, for sure. And it's an honor to be a part of it, to see the way that culture is kind of stuck now, and it's, like, super, super crazy, like, a derogatory term such as hype beast now is like a multifaceted media platform uh e-store you know what i mean like shit's really real right now kanye's made multi-billies like 
doing footwear, like this thing's getting really real. And I, I love to see it. I can't be mad at the growth. You know what I mean? Because if you really love something like, you know, we always want to keep it close to us and small and tight knit. But end of the day, if you really love something, you got to let it grow, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and just like the bloom, you know what I'm saying? Like Wale always say. Mm. Yes, sir. All right. So perfect segue for this uh, sneaker man. So you are also known as, you know, one of Wale's closest, best, you know, close mm. friend, best friend from way back. How did you guys first meet? And, you know, what makes your friendship so unique? Uh, same lyrics, just stage different. Sneaker man, now your son, we still crane kick him. <laughs> Said I hate his battery. I feel like we first met unknowingly at uh, Platinum Nightclub. I ended up working at DTLR on recommendation from a Nike rep, Mr. Coach Tapkiss, and um, had a job there at PG Plaza. Got friendly with DJ Alizang, who's a mentor of Falorn and I. Early on, we were kind of like a three-headed monster trying to figure this stuff out. So I seen him at Platinum, you know, quick dab, didn't really meet him, but he ended up getting a job at DTLR through Alizang. He put a favor in and we just met at DTLR and hit it off day one. And it was just pretty crazy. You know, he's from West Africa. I'm from East Africa. He's Nigerian. My people's, I'm Ethiopian. And, um, you know, the love of sneakers, the love of hip hop, the love of, you know, quality women, quality denim, just like the finer things of life. Like we always knew yeah. a bigger picture than sticking around at, a, you know, at college, you know? And, you know, just all those days working and shit, we came up with the vision and kind of tried it there. And it just really took off for sure. So you, you guys used to work both, both at uh, PG Plaza, right? At DTLR? Yeah, PG Plaza, DTLR. So, like, so let me ask you this. Who was the most, who was the better salesman? Was it you or Wale? That's a good one. <laughs> you know what I mean? He actually nicknamed me Sneaker Man Dan. You know what I mean? Like, I've never really personally called myself that. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't even answer that, but I think it was, I'd say neck and neck. You know what I mean? We were both able to sell for a variety of reasons. It got to a point where we'd both be at like the super front of the store by the security things, like conversing and fighting for sales. You know what I mean? More sales, more hours. Yeah. So you think, oh, go ahead. Now, the further away you are from the register, the the better you could plot about how we're going to get the mixtapes in and out of here. Right. <laughs> Not bothering the manager or messing up the sale. Yeah. yeah. We turned so DTL think- into a number one store from Mondaman, which was a big deal at the time. You Mondaman know, Mondaman. Mondaman. Yeah. My bad, bro. No, Shout go ahead. No, I'll say Mondaman Mall. Yeah, that's in Baltimore, right? For sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, man, like, how is it, like, you think it's different now? Like, since you worked at DTLR, like, the way how, you know, she, uh, shoes are being sold now and back then when you guys were working, you know? There was still an element of shit getting sold out back then, but the hype and the frenzy and, like, it's definitely not as crazy. Right. It was way crazier right now than it was back then. Yeah. There's not really too much of a 
brick and mortar or retail aspect to it anymore. Like some right. people still go to places to cop kicks, but really you're, you're hunting online. You know what I mean? The whole game has gone into e-commerce basically at this point. Right. I come from the era of being young, like trying to shoe on, seeing if I need a half size. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? On yeah, man. Particular model. Now it's kind of like you just better, you know, shoot them dice or only stick to models, you know, based on the comfort. Yeah. You can't even try it on, try them on anymore. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So you know, yeah, like so, with um, with yeah. Sneaker Man, um, in in one of uh, Wale's uh, document, like you know, video documentaries, The Gifted. I remember, I think it was uh, you guys went to um, Flight Club in New York. And at that time, you, you know, 88 was one of the, you know, one of the biggest tracks mm. and while they just cleaned out, you know, the whole, you know, whole store, all, all Jordan threes, because, you know, there was that rumor where like, they weren't, they weren't going to get any more like Jordan threes, um, they weren't going to retro them. So, and then, you know, there was like that 15 minutes, you know, um, clip of, of a sneaker man, you know, nah. talking about the eights, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, we were definitely gonna, we're gonna put it on the, the podcast as well, you know? Um, so what was that moment like, you know, that whole 88 videography, um, you know, with the whole buyout over there at a, at, um, uh, same thing that story again. Like, man, was a beautiful experience. You know, we grew up watching videos where Jay or Cam and them are buying full size runs of shoes for the whole team, and um, we never really had that moment. Of course, get kicks back in the day, but we're talking like multiple, like hundreds of pairs. And um, the vision with that was um, he had a record called '88 on the project, his third album produced by Just Blaze, where he's kind of like using the year and the Jordan 3 as a metaphor, you know, for greatness, because, you know, Jordan 88 was like pure greatness at that moment. And as the album was getting closer, we ended up getting like a, we had a show somewhere and had a random double show came through and they provided a PJ and paid us in cash. So we just like a crazy lump sum of cash flying back in uh, New York and, you know, we're not really big on the crazy cash. You know, we come from the old school, like you got to keep your shit tight, you know? And we just had all this cash and he came up with the idea like, yo, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to really get 88s for the whole team. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yo, we can make a movie, a flight club, call your guy. And uh, my guy, Deweezy from Flight Club, definitely held us down and set it up. So it was love and we had fans pull up and we bought a bunch of kicks, threes, all Jordan three models that they had, bought every single pair and gave them like fans, radio personnel. We bought them for the store employees and random customers in the shop. It was really love, like, felt real special. It was definitely a moment. And still people I missed out because, you know, there's only certain sizes available at a flight club. But my people that didn't get the threes, I know who y'all are. Trust me, they're still on the way. Believe me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So let, let me ask you this, Sneaker Man. So we, we talk about music and sneakers with Wale. Um, in your opinion, which one was, was the better Wale sneaker track? Is it 88s or is it Kicks? <laughs> mm, very tough one. I think I'm going to have to go with 88 just because of that moment. It's like the, that might have just because of that, not about the music, but everything involved with that it was legendary. Yeah, they they were both bangers, especially like Kicks. Kicks was that that the whole four, you know, Studio Four Three vibe where like people didn't know what SBs are and you know wearing Pradas on a Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like tied in. And then to this day, like you know, a lot of a lot of Wale fans, like we've had someone, um, like we had a we had a homie Mike D Sykes. He, he's he's a big Wale fan. He he loves that song like all the time. Like when he copped those tie dye, you know, ray guns like last year, the, the first thing that came to mind was like Wale kicks because he was talking about you know like ray guns in his you know in his verse. So it's still legendary, man, to this day. It's super legendary. Yeah, it's old school for the real ones, you know. '88 was more like you know, on the big screen on a major album, whereas Kicks was on the mixtape for the region and for the real ones, the real end tears and the real ones with the passion. Sure. All right, go go, RJ. So it's big, man. You guys are big into SB. So my next question is, can you explain to everyone how big, you know, Nike, Nike SB culture was in the late 90s into the early 2000s? It was very huge. Um, and what I think did it for me was, or, you know, Nike talkers in general, like the skaters and everybody knew about dunks and SBs and about Supreme. But when Supreme did like the Jordan 3 cement print, that's what got me and my gang like super in a frenzy. Like, oh, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm from New York, so Air Forces are a thing. The dunk model was, it was a thing too, the highs, but like, it wasn't a crazy thing like that, you know? Like, you know, we need our shoes gotta last, you know, from where we're from. We like the good, good basketball models, durable kicks. But those came out and changed the game for me and my team. And I was, we were on hunts ever since. And the stores in the regions were super, super dope. Um, Greg at Elite and Palace 5. Um, Pit Crew, so many legendary spots, you know? Central Board Shop, too, was another shop I went to a lot to get. Uh, to Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely such a thing. It was a small group of people doing it. You'd see each other at three different parts of the DMV. You know what I mean? It's like the same crew at every release. It was really special. When Falun dropped a bar bottom on one of his first records to go crazy on on DC radio called Dig Dug, where he yep. said he's had yeah, to be seen yep. 350. <clears throat> that bar, I feel like, drove it up super crazy because now you got people that are just DMV sneaker fans that are now on the SB hunt as well. It's not just yeah. Nike talkers and skaters and people in the nut. So that definitely drove up the culture crazy. I remember wearing the Bucks to my high school graduation in 2004. I wore the Jedi's to graduation rehearsal. So, like, these were, like, once we got on them in, like, 02, the Supas in 03, with all my Nick shit, like, we just went crazy. Uh, then we got crazy with the Coach AP dunks, you know what I mean? Me and the team to Forlorn, like, th those were all special moments. The Euros. Special, special times. Yeah, because I think, well, I remember um, I, I was listening to, like, one of Wale's interviews, like, 
I know one of his special, one of his favorite dunks are the Cole JPs, right? Because you know those are, I think for the for him, those are just unique because you can't just get them anywhere. You know, you can't get them like you're at your local like sneaker shop. You really have to go, you know, overseas like Japan, for example, or eBay. You know, back in the day. So, um, how much how much of a difference was um, Cole JPs compared to like you know Nike SBs and the regular S, S, you know SB dunks? Very different. So, like, to get Kojay SB, you know, you had to have a personal relationship with each store and each owner and try to click up with other Nike talkers from different low-key regions with skate shops that don't have, like, as high as a demand as we did in the DMV. With the Kojay you had to link up with cats that were overseas. And, you know, the infamous Japan tax is, like, nothing to play with. That shipping time used to always be such a lag. Yeah. And the difference was with the SBs, they were actually comfortable. So like once somebody act actually discovers an SB and puts their foot in it, it's like they're never, they're trying to like get all the SBs because it feels like a fucking cloud. The zoom air, the fucking fat tongue, ankle cushion, and it's fucking like, it's amazing, right? With the CoJP, you don't get that support. So they don't feel as good, but you get the craziest color blocking, craziest color palettes, like reverse mode, like, the shit Nigo did with bait with the reverse colors, I think Co JPs really took advantage of that, like flipping that original, you know, college colorway shit that the dunks came from, be true to your school type shit to like actual real flavor. They had so much sauce with their shit. And that's what Falorn really loved, like the exclusivity and the flavors, you know what I mean? At, at a certain point, we took a trip to LA in like oh, five. He had a show out here with the hundreds. And um, I realized every boss in LA was wearing dark colors you know what I mean from the biggest executive to like studio manager so like that immediately changed me into like back in the DMV mode because we had experimented with the crazy colors and non-matching but coming to LA really shifted my like uh fashion palette color wise and he stuck with the flavors for sure so he was running a JP game of something something serious man that's what's up so sneaker man personal question do you still own any of your SPs or dunks? Like, do you still have your personals? For sure. I got a couple personals left in the stash in mom's house. Shout out to moms. Mom, mom's going to keep them for you. I never sold any personal pairs, but I felt like I retired in a wait when my daughter was born. And um, I ended up actually starting to sell my actual size, eight through nine. Before then, it was like forbidden for me. Like, I'll help other people with kicks or if I have doubles, but, but I had to make sure I kept something for myself. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that, that's definitely great. So, uh, next question for you, Sneaker. How about man. you, though? Y'all have any SBs? What's your favorite SBs? And when did you get into them, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Coming from the region, you feel me? Man, I think Nike Talk was Nike Talk was definitely Nike Talk was definitely a big uh, influence as far as uh, you know just doing like seeing like shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, for me, Tiff, like the Tiffany the Tiffany SB lows. You know what I'm saying? Like those those are oh, man. bro. Like I camped out. Um, what was it? The Waldorf joint. <laughs> Yeah, Waldorf, dude. Um, Central uh, Board Shop, dude. Twelve hours. Nice. 12 Guess where we went? Yeah, we went uh, Frederick for those. Oh, you went to you went to Pit Crew. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like you know, Nike Dunks were always cool. Even like the like the GR joints, like the um the gum bottoms, 
that I, I would buy at like um the swing yeah the, the the black joints with the gray with oh, the color um, yeah with bro, the gray top. i bought them shirts at fucking shoe city for like 29.99 and, and i was like i thought i felt like invisible <laughs> them those shirts. my man tommy got those and lucked up like we were already sv crazy and i kind of overlooked them but then those were such a sleep yeah class. even even the 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 wheat lows like i bought them shits at fucking like dtlr 30 bucks you know what i'm saying speaking about the tiffany's too like before i forget there'll be a moment on the album of speaking about the tiffany dunks because those were really i feel like when they got on like a real sneaker culture super uh, pigeons and tiffany's got the game going crazy Mm -hmm. salute to Nikki Diamonds and Wale Falorn cooking up in the kitchen something special for all the truants. For sure, for sure. How about you, RJ? Well, I never owned a pair of SBs because at that time, you know, I couldn't really afford none of them joints. So, but if I would like to say, like, you know, if, if I wanted an SB, I think it would be the Luckies. That would be my favorite ones. It's just that color, man, that gold and green. That thing's sick, man. Yeah, that thing's sick, bro. So pot of the end of the rainbow, pot of gold. Yeah, yeah there it is. So yeah, that, that's that's my favorite one. I think the second one is probably gonna be uh the the Freddy Kruegers. Yeah. It's just something about those shoes, man. It's crazy, but those cost a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. That sweater print is something serious how they did that. Yeah. Those were awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Salute to my man BJ. That's the thing, that's the thing about sneaker man and Wale, man. Y'all wear uh, you know. Sample size nines, man. So like mm. everything was just like easy for, for y'all to just, you know, get a go to the sample store. Shout out to the sample store back in the day too, because you know everybody would cop shit, shit over there, right? You know, and y'all would just like just rack up. Definitely, sample sale was real special. That was a real, real special moment. Yeah, that's what's up, to man. Columbia and everybody involved in that, like being able to get sneakers early. One of my favorite moments we're getting um, AZG LeBron ones from a rep. Like he gave me like it was a Russian and he gave me like the code. Yo, you know, they're LeBron that's about to get, you know, he was, about, he was a rookie. It was after he was, you know, going to the league, but he hadn't played yet. So I was able to get like the black ones, which was Damn. a special, special moment. You know what I mean? Salute to Parkdale High School. They got to see the LeBron ones before the rest of the world had to win. <laughs> that, that, that was a life flex for me. I mean, that's that's just normal yeah. for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you blessed them, man. You blessed them, brag. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Nah, not, uh, not even to brag. It, like, just off sneaker love. Like, it was just such a yeah, special yeah, sneaker love. To see what sneaker LeBron love. is doing now, it's so much love. And salute to Rich Paul and Matt, his whole team. Like, they're real stand-up dudes. Never in a million years would, you know, I think we'd ever do business with them and meet those two. And salute to the Nike rep as well, giving me the whisper in my ear. That's salute cool, man. to my Greek OGs, man. Good men, good gentlemen, stand-up dudes, man. So did you and Wale still got good, you know, connect, I guess good relationships with, with Nike to this day? It's friendly, I'd say. Um, he has a good relationship and rapport with Don, who's like had a... a entertainment and marketing so you know she just got he just got blessed with the supreme lows from don so salute to him Sheesh. anytime yeah. sneaker moment I always got to salute it because you know that's where we come from yeah that's all love man definitely definitely 
All right. So uh, next question for you, Sneaker Dan. So um, sneaker culture has changed from for the worst with raffles and bots. So I mean, for you, I know you're you got it's it's good to have uh, you know people around you know Nike. Do you still try to buy sneakers? And if so, you know what have you cop you know lately? The whole bot game and the way that the sneaker game is went definitely has me not copping sneakers and has totally turned me off from the entire process. So now if I really want something, I'll tap into a friend or somebody at a shop and hopefully I can, they could help me out. Um, salute to you, Big DC, which is now Atmos USA. Never in a million years would I think our area would get an Atmos because right. the Atmos co-JPs were actually the ones that got a super tweaking on the co-JPs in general, you know? So for us to have a store there, that we actually help debut in DC from Philly, you know, is again something that I could never even imagine. And uh, that team over there is super, super solid. Um, my guy, Paul, that used to be there, he's a converse now, super stand up dude. And uh, my guy, Jacob, that's over there now, make sure like if there's something special I really need personally, he'll make sure I'm sorted. So that's super love and respect there. But I can't do no bot shit, no. I laugh at people battling the L's, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the game was rigged. Like, I'm not finna play no rigged shit, you know what I mean? Especially, like, something I really love. Like, if I can't get it purely, like, I'm not about to go through hurdles for it. I think it's unfortunate how the game went. And I'll see how Nike responds to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way as you, man, because, I mean, you know, it, it's crazy now, man. It's like even the Griffies, Barclays, Pennies, it's, it's hard to get, you yeah. know. Tempos, like, why? Yeah, no tempos, man. <laughs> no, it, it's frustrating, man. Like, they don't even, I mean, I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but, like, they've, they've never even know what that shoe is. They don't know what a Air, Air Max up tempo is. Like, they just like it because it's neon green. You know what I mean? That's a DMV staple, man. That shoe was like everything for all of us, you know. And the Barclays. You had them, man. <laughs> you and Wale had the. I remember yeah. when, when when Wale had those big. Um, he had those vlogs on the MySpace. You would always like you was you would always saying like, check out the big bubble, check out the big bubble. That's how you right. know that's an OG. That was always for your sure. mind, man. Love for sure. Love to let people know. Give them the science, you know, to the newcomers to the game or the newbies, as we used to call them on NT. Like, we got to share the knowledge, you know, each one teach one. And salute to Falorn on those neon up tempos, because, of course, we both had our own pairs, but he wore them on his first ad in a double XL mat. He had like a neon green good bully shirt with a Supreme camp hat, box cap hat, and um, the up tempos. And the game was going crazy, NT was going crazy. And, Salute to him on that, making sure, you know, to wear the right pair at the right time. Yes, sir. Good times, so, man. We're, so we're counting down to this uh, podcast, man. So this next question here, uh, what would be your advice to, like, original sneakerheads like us who lost passion, um, you know, you know like either moved on or they're still collecting? What would be your advice to, like, the OGs that's, like, you know, losing their passion now? Don't let the – don't let the – the dirty world, the evil world, like, you know, or the evils of capitalism 
take you away from something that really means something to you. And trust me, if you look at it closely, like you'll be able to find some hope. For example, with me, like a shoe that brought me happiness or the frags, you know, like the black and blue Royal ones were a pair I had back in the day. And the black toes were such a rare pair. That was the pair he broke out in Madison Square Garden where he played bloody. I feel like he just said in the last dance and some black toes, like, were they black toes, Danden? I think it was Chicago, right? The Chicago. When did he rock the black toes and they went legend? It was somewhere crazy and the black toes were like extremely hard to find. Shit, RJ, RJ should know that. You, you, you're one <laughs> guy, man. I remember, I, I, don't, I don't remember that when he broke it out, but he did, he, he did say that he broke it out at one point. <laughs> so if they were the Chicago's in Madison Square, it was a, something made him super rare. He must have had a spectacular game, but when they flipped him to the Royal Black, it took me back to the Royal Ones, and now it's a black toe. It's like, how can I not be happy? Traded a pair of cause fours to Forlorn for him, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they just Dang. meant that much to me. You know what I mean? Wow. Of course, if you want to resell, or if you want to be on some art museum shit at the crib, like there's one thing. But like, as far as real passion, wearing your kicks and seeing something that's like, damn, I gotta have them out the East Bay mag. Those were definitely one of them. these supreme lows in black and red skin burgundy is what I'm gonna call them, whether they're brown or whatever. Those definitely brought some joy too. Man, those are good times, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, uh, for for all of us being like OG collectors, um, you know, we we me and RJ talk about it, and a lot of our guests have. We've they've all had our um, you know disagreements, agreements about it. But at the end of the day, is is you buy what you like, right? And you still you still appreciate what you have. Like Mm -hmm. you know, like you were saying, like you still got your SD from your mom's crib. And you know when you see them, like you, you just think about all the good times that you had with that shoe. So even like, you know, wearing wearing phone posits or like wearing flight posits or wearing Nike retros or you know New Balances, for example. You know th- those will always have like a big staple, like for all of us. You know where where we came from, what we're all about, what we're all about. You know we're all we're all in a mixed culture where we all love sneakers. You know what I mean? That's the common ground like we all have. And I think that's what continues for us to to continue, you know, to be like binded with, with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. That true passion. Yes, sir. All right. So um, we're wrapping up the last question for you, uh, Sneaker Man. We appreciate your time. So ask us a yeah. question. Mm. What new sneakers are moments in the sneaker world have inspired y'all recently that kind of brought that spark back for y'all? Oh, man, that's a good question, man. Well, uh, I can answer that first. I'm going to bounce off your question. Don't give me all the credit. Now. <laughs> uh, for me, it was the last dance, bro. Like last year, for me, the last dance, right? You know, that's- watching that documentary, it was just like, it brought me back. Like I sold mostly all my Jordan 1 to like 23. Mm. So watching that joint, I just had to buy like all of them once again. Like I, I just had to have one, two, twenty-three. That was just me. So I did. I did that. You know, I fulfilled that. But I think for me, that was the main thing that brought me back. That just just watching the whole thing, nostalgic. So, yeah, that's a good. That's a good question, man. For me, my opinion is is starting up a podcast. Mm. Like, when I hear when I hear like 
I've been, you know, low key like buying stuff again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I hear people's stories, when I hear RJ's stories, when I hear like our guests, when I hear Sneaker Man, you know, Superman kinda, Dance alive. You took nah, that's you, bro. Get it? Back at. Yeah. So like you know, um, when I hear stories, it's like you get those nostalgic like memories, right? So you start looking online. You start like looking at your closet. You start like picking up pairs. So you know, ever since like you know, this whole damn pandemic, like we started back in June. Um, you know, also the last dance too. Don't get me wrong, but um, this podcast basically hearing like many of our guests and like hearing like a lot of like stories like brings me back. Like you know what, damn, like let me, let me try to get this pair, get get that mm-hmm. pair. So like. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if it, if I can attain it, then so be it. But if not, then you know, I just keep it moving. So um last dance, definitely, most definitely, like the prices shot up, which is like hard to like attain, <laughs> like a lot of stuff that we all want. Yeah. But you know, just like, like the little shit, like spiridons, like we had like uh we had a guest talking about spiridons. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I scoop one up for the low, and then we talking about, you know, like ACG shit and like Nike basketball, like retros, like a lot of stuff that people don't know about. Like you start wondering, like, damn, like maybe, you know, Air Force Ones, you know, for example, like people, SBs, like regular dunks, a lot of stuff, like, you know, New Balance, Asics, all type of shit. You know what I mean? Like this, this basically sparked my interest to like, you know, the reason why I like, I like sneakers. It's not... You know, of course, the price will all will be a, a factor, but it's just the nostalgic for me, like just having it, and you know h- how I wish I had it when I was a kid. So, those are the, the like the the factors for me. Like, why the reason like we started this podcast is to hear stories like like Sneaker Man and RJ and you know so on and so forth. That and you know we've all had these good times, you know, and memories with each other. So, that's the reason why like. That's that's what sparked me to like starting to collect again. Uh, and we appreciate you starting this podcast and keeping the love going. Yes, yeah, and that last dance was definitely something spiritual for show. Like if we yeah. grew up at MJ era and just you know, I definitely wanted all the OG colorways <laughs> that I love too. Looking at all yeah. the games and all that. I'm gonna have to watch it again and figure out why the black toes are the black toes. But yeah, well, like it went up, man. Like, like damn, black yeah. toes went up. I think he wore more like, like a preseason game or something. I got to watch one of my OG NT homies as well. So we were just bugging out throughout the whole time. Like, damn, we thought we knew, but you just learned so much <laughs> from that shit. Yeah. Damn. Man, that's what's up. So sneaker man, like um um where can they find you on like social media? Um, you know, for the for our viewers. I keep it pretty low key on social media, but I'm on IG. The IG's T H double E S M D. And that's pretty much it, you know. That's cool. I'm, I'm not really a fan of the whole social media kick, but I do like it for info. It's a world of information. And I'm trying to learn how to use it as a tool a lot better. <coughs> For sure, man. So, you know, um, thank you so much, Sneaker Man, uh, for coming on. And, you know, yeah, it's nothing nothing but love, man. It's been a long time, like, we've, since we all kicked it all together, the three of us. Um, we wish it with nothing but, you know, but the best for, you know, Wale and, 
you know, you being a loyal friend, like for, for him and throughout the years and for all of us too, you know, wow. thank you for, for coming on tonight. And, you know, we definitely appreciate like the friendship and, you know, hopefully, you know, when, when the world is okay again, you know, definitely gonna, you know, go to a Wale concert and, you know, just kick oh, it with you, up. man. You already know backstage gang, full access, white feet, red carpet. You know what I mean? If little <laughs> Girl, man's like, I was there. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, we, when me and my cousin went, I was so sad. I was like disappointed. I was hitting you up, like, "Hey, are you gonna be in this tour?" Mm. You're like, "No, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm back in Maryland. I'm just doing stuff." I said, "It's all good," but you know, like while while they showed love, so you know, he saw me with the chilling shirt. He was like, "Oh, like you know, looked at me <laughs> different." You know that what they say, real ones are real ones, and you were looking familiar. You know what I mean? Real recognized, real. Yes, sir. All right, so that wraps it up for us. So this is uh, the Danden and RJ Matismo podcast. So uh, this is Danden. Sergio Matismo sign out, everybody. All Best right, stuff. so we, you got Sneaker Man Dan. Thank Respect. you so much. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Bless you. Thank you.